Hello and welcome to UX Soup, a podcast that looks beyond the buzzwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experiences of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, or on the go. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global consulting and research firm providing our clients with insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Diana Franganillo, and I am here today with my co-host, Lisa Cooper. Hello, Diana. How are you? And we have here with us today, Chris Reiner. Hi, Chris. Hello. It feels that we have a lot of energy going on today. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) We're excited to to podcast today. Yeah. In today's uh, UX Soup episode, we want to discuss about Zoom and other video conference platforms. Zoom uh, launched back in 2013 and quickly penetrated the market since it was easy to set up, compatible with all devices, able to handle significant data losses and cheaper than competitors. The pandemic actually helped Zoom, and to put this into some numbers, we will say that in December 2019, Zoom had 10 million users participating in daily meetings, but by April 2020, that became 300 million users. But this year, Zoom's stock fell sharply, and as a consequence, five nine shareholders terminated their merger agreement with Zoom, established all the way back to July 2019. So let's have a little bit of a conversation about video conferencing, Zoom, and other competitors. Something that everybody has experience with and certainly has their own opinions on. Yes. So how tired you are about video conferencing? Well, maybe you are not tired and you're going to surprise me, but at some point, I think everybody got a little bit exhausted. Are you okay? Are you keeping well or? I'm just in a state of resignation. (laughs) (laughs) There's really nothing to be done about it. This is now a part of our lives and it's, it's what we're going to be doing going forward. As from us, from a professional perspective, we would travel all the time and go visit clients in person, give briefings in person and go attend shows and everything. And now it's so many companies forced to have their people work from home. I think this teleworking thing is something that is going to stay. The doors kind of open, floodgates have opened and yeah, they'll try and bring them back and try and convince them to come back. But teleworking is here to stay in some form or another. And as long as that's the case, then we're going to be video conferencing. So I've just bit the bullet, said that's how it's going to be. If I can't get mad at it or else... I'm not going to be a happy person. <laughs> See, I'm I'm of a different mindset, but that may be because I don't have as many video meetings. I don't mind it, actually. It, it doesn't bother me. I mean, if they go on for too long, then yeah. I mean, some virtual conferences have been problematic. So I think the virtual conferences, I'm not enjoying it as much. But I have to say, travel became a lot less fun a long time ago. I remember when traveling on a plane was, you know, a, a big deal and, and you got a lot for your money. And then it just became something as airlines started to cut corners and try and stuff as many people as they could on those planes. It security just, measures increased. Uh, the security measures after 9-11, it just didn't become enjoyable anymore to travel. So I'm actually okay with what's happened for the most part. I mean, yes, it would be nice to go to a conference, but I'm not as affected, but I do know a lot of people are obviously in different contexts, like teaching and, oh yes, you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult mm-hmm. for them. 
for me, it's as well that at some point it got even really popular during lockdown to catch up with people virtually and just to have a beer or just to have a, even a meal together, to, just to feel a little bit social. And I guess that at the very beginning of lockdowns, people were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, let's do that every week. And then at some point after a few weeks, people were like, I'm not joining. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, everybody in the different groups became really, you know, active. And at some point, I think it was a little bit too much because you have several group of friends and all of them with Zoom meetings going on. So I think at some point people got a little bit over overzoomed, let's say. Yeah. yeah. And that can, can certainly happen. For us, actually, that's, hasn't completely gone away. And I think that's one of the things that it's stayed. We're still doing some social Zoom things, not as frequently mm -hmm. as it was at the height of the pandemic, of course. But I think with the experience that everyone's had and how important that was, I think we're, I mean, we're still carrying it on, just not as much. But I think that's been an added benefit. Yeah, I think socially, because I have friends and family on various continents, it's been a really positive thing because especially for older members of the family, you know, they they had to find other ways to fill up that social pot during the pandemic. And with the help of younger family members, they've sort of got onto Zoom and things like that. So not all, but a lot, many have. So I, I've enjoyed that. I enjoy looking at a person as I speak to them instead of, you know, texting or being on the phone. But that's my my personal preference. I think for me, it's the same. I started using a lot of video conferencing systems uh, back in 2009 when I went to the UK to university. And actually, it helped me stay really connected with my friends back in Spain. And I really thought, could you imagine that same experience like 10 or 15 years ago when phone calls were really expensive, when internet mm -hmm. wasn't so popular, and then you are in a new place, you know, and then you feel a little bit isolated. And I think since, even now I am back in Spain and sometimes I am calling my parents from the same city. I never use the phone. So I always use FaceTime instead of a normal phone call, I would say. So, so yeah, it's, it's a much better experience. I understand that you have used Zoom as well as other platforms. How do you think that they compare to each other? How do you find Zoom in contrast with its competitors? I'll be honest, for me, they all just blend into each other. You know, I'm on a Zoom call or video call or messenger call or WhatsApp call or whatever, and I'm just focused on the actual call itself. I don't care what platform I'm on. I don't think about what platform I'm on. The only time I do is if I'm trying to do something and then I'm looking for what button to share stuff or what button to you know, mute or whatever function I'm trying to do. But I, I don't really think about it, you know? It, it, they all just blend into one for me. You know, it's just like, oh, they put them there at the top right. Oh, that one puts it there in the middle, whichever one I'm in. And I don't really give it much more thought than that. I think for me, it depends what task I'm doing. So if it's a social call, I find, you know, Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, you know, these are very easy to use. I wouldn't use Zoom anymore for a, for a social call. But when it comes to business, uh, Zoom, I think we've got, well, we've got Microsoft Teams and various others. I think I prefer personally Microsoft Teams. I know some people don't like Microsoft Teams, but I do like how it integrates with other apps and you have the messaging on there as well. So that's just my own personal preference. 
do have to add one thing to mine. There's one exception to that, and that's Skype. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't used Skype. I had to get on a Skype call, and I hadn't used Skype in like five years. And I had to spend like 15 minutes trying to figure out what username and password I had to that anymore. Mm -hmm. And Skype just hadn't seemed to really change over time. Yeah. That's the one that I I think about and don't have, um, I don't know, good vibes for. For me, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Skype. I remember my previous company, they were facing out the Skype and introducing Microsoft Teams. So sometimes they were calling you, you were in a Teams meeting and people having a Skype meeting, not realizing that you were on a call and they were calling you in the in their meeting. So I think from my perspective, it might be a little bit of a waste of money when half of the company is still hooked into one platform. The other people is already looking at the new platform that is coming. So those things are uncomfortable. But one thing as well that is important is whenever you need to schedule a meeting, because with, uh, for example, WhatsApp video conferencing, if you have a group of friends, then you call all of them at the same time. You drop from the call, you need to call them again. And again, it's like a new call appearing. So I find other platforms like Whereby, where you have a room and people can enter or enter your room or leave. So I find that sometimes the difference is not during the phone call, as you said, Chris, but before when you are planning the meeting or planning the gathering or... So yeah, for me, that's where the difference resides. But you are right. Then the rest of the UI tends to be pretty similar. So I tend to put these things into two categories. One is just like for social communication. The other is for more formal things, whether it be work or a club mm. or some something like that. And I think both of those require different flavor so you'll have more fun emojis or filters or things in a social thing but you know you wouldn't want to see that in webex (laughs) but i what i've seen is certain professional ones trying to look a little bit more informal in that way didn't that happen on a a court trial or something someone was had a a cat filter on them and they could did you know how to get it off yeah that was zoom was it zoom yeah and it's that kind of thing i think they have to be careful and you've got a lane, you know, and I'm sorry. Stay in your lane. WebEx is not going to be a social gathering video conference site. Zoom and those may try and get into that space, but I think that's where they might falter where you end up things with like the lawyer. Well, it's not appropriate. I mean, if that's what, if Zoom is primarily <laughs> used for business, then you're not going to, it's really a not a need to have an AR cat. <laughs> it's knowing your audience and, and then their needs well, and they don't need the cat filter on a have, Zoom business call. They're trying to have everyone be the audience. But maybe in setting up and like starting a Zoom call, you should say, is this personal or is this business? And then maybe have a different... But with the proliferation of apps such as, you know, Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp... And uh, whereby, I think Diana talked about, who's using Zoom for social FaceTime? I mean, there's some so many. Are. Some are. You think so? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I found that lots of people in the UK were still using it. My, my family yeah. and I with weekly calls during the pandemic and they were on Zoom. Oh, I suppose, I suppose this is where it, there's an overlap because if you get a group call, yeah. then it, they may be going to Zoom. Yeah. Okay. So, but again, in a group call, yeah. a cat filter... Yeah, if it's a if it's a family call or friend call, yeah, 
Cat filters <laughs> everywhere. I was also thinking about all the issues with Zoom actually that happened over the pandemic. And the one that went viral with someone that forgot to turn the camera off and went to the bathroom uh-huh. when they were on a group meeting, you know, things like that. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, in <laughs> there was a journalist, I think, here that got caught with uh, his lover <gasps> during a meeting that at some point she just passed by <laughs> the background. <laughs> and uh then in education, in the educational context, there would be Zoom bombs, you know, people connecting up to porn site and interrupting classes with inappropriate porn. material. Yeah, with yes. inappropriate material. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> there are limits to what Zoom can do. And also the idea that the interface definitely has to be a little bit more usable. So I have a question. Um, What do we think about mixed reality and virtual reality as replacements for something like Zoom? Because we're finding that a lot of other companies like Facebook, or should I say Meta, we've got Engage and Altspace VR and Mozilla Hubs, VR Chat. You know, there's lots of other virtual platforms that are wanting to get in on this, uh, on Mm -hmm. collaboration even to the point of Microsoft Mesh, which is all about holo teleportation. What do we think about that? Will this replace Zoom and these other apps? Do we think this will happen? Yeah, I think we talked about some of these things in a previous episode, and I think it hasn't moved on that much from where it is, other than a lot of building of hype. There are certain benefits to it, but there are certain aspects of parties and that really can't be replicated in the platforms as they are now. But when you start to hear Facebook or Meta, and just in the past couple of weeks or so, I've been hearing a lot more about metaverses and how big they're going to be and Mm. how much we're all going to be playing in metaverses, that that's where some of these communications could take place in a more immersive environment. You know, several years down the road, it's kind of where we're going. And some of the video conferencing companies are, or at least very much should be, uh, exploring that space in terms of getting their their platforms more immersive. But they have to learn from the mistakes of Zoom. So the the problems that we talked about with accidentally leaving the camera on and you uh-huh. take <laughs> you go to the bathroom or if you know uh, Diana <laughs> talked about this lover being discovered and and so on these interruptions <laughs> to these these calls that they definitely have to learn from the mistakes of previous platforms. I hope I don't want people in the future normalized just saying, well, yeah, rather than getting together and, you know, seeing each other, let's just catch up by Zoom or yeah. let's just catch up using virtual reality rather than moving, you know, our asses and just go to, the, you know, go to the pub, go to the park, do something yeah. really together, right? Because I, I think at some point research will find that, it's not quite the same. So even if it's better than nothing, as well as the social touch, you need a physical contact too. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just built into our psychology, isn't it? That yeah. we need touch, physical mm. touch, and as well as to be able to see our loved ones, we have to be able to hug them. And, and that's one mm. of the things that elderly people in the pandemic really, really missed, especially because they were alone. They, they weren't able to have a hug and things like that. Okay, so now it's time for condensed soup. That's all the time we had. 
So I'm going to ask you both, and then I will tell you my experience. What is the weirdest or funniest meeting that you have had using video conferencing? Either personal or at work? Could be either of those. I have an embarrassing one. Ooh, do tell. <laughs> I actually was part of a conference, and it was a virtual presentation, and it was over Zoom. And I hadn't used Zoom for a conference, actually. Um, we'd used other platforms. So I'd actually used Zoom for personal things. And she was getting closer and closer to my presentation, and I couldn't link up to the, the conference, and I didn't understand why. So I'm messaging the organizer and saying, well, you know, what's what's happening? And she said, I, I can't find you. I, you know, in the list of Zoom participants, she couldn't find me to hook everything up, link it up. And then she said, wait, are you Lisa is awesome sauce? <laughs> I said, oh, no. <laughs> yes, I am Lisa is awesome sauce. I think it had been my username or something I typed in a long time ago. So I, I had to quickly go into Zoom before I did my presentation and change it to my actual name. <laughs> Uh, you didn't leave it for the talk? It was up there in the uh, the previous talks, you know, as one of the delegates, as one of the... Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you could just see Lisa is awesome. You <laughs> 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 didn't have my You, you should have left it and given the presentation as Lisa like, is ah. awesome. So I had to change it very quickly. And oh, I was so embarrassed, you know, because... Obviously, the organizer had seen that. And I don't know how many of the, <laughs> the people that were attending it saw Lisa is awesome and knew that was me. There you go. That's my embarrassing Zoom. <laughs> it's something that when you look back, you laugh about it. It's not <laughs> quite like it. I'm going to call you that from now on. <laughs> the moment that I was going to comment on is embarrassing as well. It didn't occur to me directly. I witnessed it, but it was awful to witness. So I was in one meeting. We have been having a task force for kind of like every day or every second day. And so the thing is that the people that we were working together, we were getting actually quite close. It was a high pressure situation, but the teamwork was working really well. And I was the chair of the task force. And then at some point there was this guy. We asked him one question. We invited him. Could you please come and explain to us? such and such um, area because we were not so knowledgeable on that area so as a favor he yeah he jumped into the call he started talking 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 he, he didn't stop it was it was <sighs> unbelievable so <laughs> there was another way i mean he responded the main question that we asked him but he continued you know and at some point this girl was chatting to me of course, not during, in the conference chat, but was chatting to me in a separate window in Teams and just telling me, oh, gosh, is he ever going to stop? Like, you know, making some comments on how intense he was being. And at some point, it was time for her to share screen. She was working with two monitors. <gasps> <laughs> she was getting completely confused. So she shared a screen and then the monitor that, that, that shared by default was the one where she had the window of the conversation with me. <gasps> You know? Oh, no. <laughs> and the thing is that she got a little bit flustered. So when she was trying, you know, to switch from screen sharing or to cancel to switch, it, it just made things worse. Oh, did it like oh, magnify no. it and things like that? <laughs> 
so for me, it was like, you know, the time just expanded and, and <laughs> you know, a minute looked like hours. It's like, when, when is she going to get to to share the right screen? The guy didn't say anything, of course. Oh, no. I mean, you what, what can you say? Actually, she looked quite composed, you know, after oh, all that happened, her. she started finally sharing the right screen and talking about what she had to talk. She was quite composed. I would have been pocket-sized by that time, <laughs> unable to speak, but <laughs> she handled, which is good. But yeah, it was, it's quite funny to think back about it, but not that funny in the moment. No. Oh, no. So yeah, that's my, my embarrassing moment. So for me, I was about to give a webinar uh, to about, I don't know, it was about 70 people or so, and it was uh, about 30 seconds before it would start, and I was on camera. I was ready to give my talk. And my wife came in the room and walked behind me and patted me on the head. (laughs) 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 And then walked away. And then I had to start. (laughs) So it's a nice way to give a... a (laughs) To start a nice hour-long webinar with a little pat on the head to everybody. So that actually got seen on camera. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one too. Any comments you got? People were no, like no, super polite. Nobody, nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Well, video conferencing is, it has kind of like a fun moments and it could be challenging, but I think one of the good things is when people put the camera on. It shows humanity. To be visible. That's true. Yeah, indeed. I guess that's all the time we had until next week. So if you would like to chat more about the user experience of video conferencing systems or to send us any question or suggestion you, you might have, you can email us at uxup, all one word, at strategyanalytics.com. The show notes on our podcast website, ux-soup.com, has links to our recent research. There, you can also connect with each of us on LinkedIn. A reminder that UXSoup is sponsored, as always, by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights by visiting strategyanalytics.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.